Hello, St. Matthew's United Methodist Church, and those of you who are joining us online. Uh, on this week's, uh, uh, I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. <laughs> Dude, youth camp killed me, man. I'm so tired. Uh, uh, by the way, real quick before we get started, it was Dave's birthday yesterday. Yes. Yay, yes. Happy birthday! The big, uh, the big double nickels. The big double nickels. <laughs> Early bird special. I love it. Um, I got my AARP packet, so... <laughs> I'm I'm good to go. I love it. I love it. We got to get you one of those bracelets. Yeah. Uh, a life alert. Because <laughs> time is ticking. See, that would be like the best <laughs> prank gift ever. Uh, so we're in like a really good mood. Uh, I'm really pumped uh, to talk to you about or have our conversation that we're going to have today. Um, but without further ado, now we can start. Time to uh, get serious. Time to get serious. The light's on. Uh Yo, I was yelling at my—I wasn't yelling at my kid, but I was like, he keeps leaving all the lights on right now. And I'm like, Kelly, go back and turn the lights off. And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm like, How old do you feel when you get yourself I, doing that? You know, that's how you know. That's how you know. It's like it's like when, you know, we're all—I mean, and I are laying on the couch. We're watching a movie, and Alice is in the bedroom asleep. And Kelly's asleep, right? And then there's kids screaming outside. And I'm like, it's 8.59. As soon as it turns 9, I swear I'm going out to the porch. I'm going to start yelling at some kids. Yeah, I'm officially an old man yeah, now. I'm like, and the other day I had this overwhelming urge because the people above us were like, you know, WWEing at 10.30 at night. Mm-hmm. I almost grabbed the broom. Bang on the door. Yeah. I was going to see And I was like, yep, I made it. Mm-hmm. I've arrived. <laughs> but without further ado, uh, uh, yes, I'm an old cranky man uh, trapped in a 30-something's body. Um, so Sunday. Mm-hmm. You preached on evangelism, evangelism, and really, that's been what I've kind of been preaching on this whole series. Yeah, you have. I've, I've not really named it as that, but it, <laughs> it it is my kind of the the backdoor way to talk about evangelism. <laughs> it's how we all feel like we should go about it because evangelism <laughs> is such a dirty word in our culture. It is. It is. It's like we can't just like straight up say it because then you get lumped in with things that you don't want to be lumped in with. <laughs> I love it, but uh, well, and that's that's really kind of why I've been preaching this this series mm-hmm. is to show people that there's nothing there to be afraid of or be intimidated by mm-hmm. that evangelism is simply sharing our faith talking about how God has interacted with us in our lives and if we think about it that way I think it's easier to to, to realize that we're doing that and uh, that, and how easy it is really to to do evangelism so to speak um, uh, so often I hear people, uh, whenever I preach about evangelism and I'm kind of overtly being talking about it, people will always come to me and say, well, I don't know enough about the Bible. <laughs> you know, I don't know enough. I can't describe the Trinity. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. what's really going on at communion, uh, all of these, the mysteries that are there. I, right. I really can't describe all of this and really who can. That's why we call them mysteries is yeah. because they kind of defy logic. Uh, but, you know, the I don't know the Bible well enough. I can't do it well enough to really... To, to really talk to people about faith. And so through the series, I'm, I'm, I hope that folks are realizing that it's really about our story with God. You know, we don't have to know the Bible, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's, and by the way, I think it's more effective to simply tell our story than to try to quote something out of the Bible. Um, I think it's a lot more f- effective. I think it connects at a deeper place with folks, right. at a more personal place, if we can simply tell our story. And then uh, the series is then saying, and these are probably the parts of your story uh, 
that will connect uh, with mm-hmm. faith. Yeah. Uh, and will connect with other people as they've, you know, encountered all these things as well. Um, but, uh, you know, so there's that. So, yeah, this, this series has been really all about evangelism and trying to reclaim, <laughs> and, and reclaim that word and reclaim that action mm-hmm. uh, to make it less scary and less in- intimidating and make it more personable mm-hmm. and more personal. Um, and then ultimately, I think that improves your evangelism mm-hmm. if you see it in that way instead of standing up on the street corner with a bullhorn, you know, telling people they're going to burn or wh- whatever those <laughs> things are. Well, those are those are just the tropes, right? That like things well, people are tropes, so they're tropes, and then you see it, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and you and say, you "Oh, still... people still do that." And I think too, like you know, to be fair, right? As the you know the resident millennial, uh, you know, to be fair, right? Like there's there's different cultural and historical expectations. I think what society deems is evangelism. Right or or what are important parts of that or how do we understand that right and so like when we talk about like well I don't know the Bible well enough and I'm like well that's learned behavior that's right honey my wife is a behavioral therapist so like it's learned behavior and so like the idea right that like you can't evangelize because you don't know the source material enough and like you and I are both sitting here going but you are the source material like mm-hmm. you, you are mm-hmm. that um you know for me like. By no means am I like equating. Can I write a new gospel? No, um, you know I wasn't an eyewitness. Uh, but at the same time, like, what are the scriptures if not the testimony of the people mm-hmm. and how they encountered God mm-hmm. and what God did? And so, how like <laughs> for me, like when I think about what you're saying too, um, you know, not to pick on people, but it's almost like. <sighs> I got to say this really carefully. Bishop might see this, right? Um, so like for me, what's really what's really difficult sometimes is I think people put the Bible in places that maybe it's not supposed to be, right? So it's like, I love that you know Scripture. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know Jesus? Mm-hmm. Right? You're like, oh, I don't, I don't know the Bible well enough. I'm like, do you know Jesus? Like, mm-hmm. how well do you know Jesus? That's- like, how are you and Jesus doing? And right. And so at times it's like this this fear we have, right? It's because we're so terrified of getting it wrong that we won't move. Well, I don't know it well enough. And I'm like, do you know seminary? Not seminary. But like, do you know the Greek? Do you know the Aramaic? Do you know the Hebrew? Do you know the historical context? Were you there when it was written? Do you understand like tra- like all these different things? And so if you set yourself up, my opinion, if if I set myself up to go, if I don't graduate with honors from this specific thing that I can't talk about it mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's already setting myself up for failure. Right. right. And it's, and it's so much pressure to that. Like, I don't think God puts on us. I don't think God's like, if you don't have all of this stuff memorized, you know, Jewish fr- brothers and sisters, like, you know, like I, I know they kind of do that to a degree. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's, it's almost like, uh, if I can't say, if I can't start in Romans one and like recite the whole thing from front to back, then I have no like claim to sharing the good news. I'm like, well, Jesus, dude. dude if, if <laughs> and, and talk about ineffective. <laughs> Even if right. you don't have it memorized, even if you're just reading the book of Romans to somebody, 
I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's my point here. That's not going to connect with somebody uh, in the same way that telling your story will connect with somebody. Um, because your story is how God is connected with you in a personal way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sharing that helps other people connect in a personal way. Now, Scripture, you know, Scripture's wonderful, and it tells us the story, and it introduces us. And it's us, important, absolutely. And, sure, and tells us the story of who Jesus was and helps us to know who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus comes to us. And so sharing how Jesus has come to us and interacted in our lives is really the, the best way to, to share that faith. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that kind of gets in the way, you know, in the, uh, in the sermon on Sunday, I, I, told, I shared my, my favorite kind of saying of, of how to do evangelism, yeah. and that's to tell people that you're a Christian and then don't be a jerk. You know that you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Sign that's up. not my. That's not. I'm not. That's not original to me. Evangelism 101. <laughs> what is that? It's the first course. This is at the top of the syllabus. <laughs> Tell people you're a Christian. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> because our personal testimony, our personal actions, can overshadow. The, the story that we get a chance to tell, sure. or the actions, you know, the, the other things that we say. So, you know, being a jerk to somebody and then saying, well, let, let me introduce you to Jesus uh, in some way. It, it, people, people pick up on that and they say, there's something inauthentic about what's going on here. Um, That's a really important word you just used. Yeah. Yeah. Authenticity is a big one. I, I, for me, one of the things that's always been really interesting is, um, you know, I see people right fly on the wall, right? Because I have a Twitter, um, and I watch people fight. Like people will like everybody, like not everybody, but oftentimes there's like the gotcha arguments, right? So people will take unsuspecting people of faith or vice versa, and they'll try to argue about what's truth or what's true, right? And so somebody will try to use the Bible as like a science book or a history book. I'm like, oh no. And then the other person's like, you know, well, and they'll and they'll just keep bringing up these points of like trying to prove whatever. And if you were to ask me like how I know God is real, I'm not going to quote scripture to you. I'm going to tell you about like the nights I had that were like the dark nights of the soul, mm-hmm. where like I needed a savior mm-hmm. and God showed up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about like my life and how I've seen God at work. Um, and that, again, that's not to discredit Scripture and how important it is and like how Scripture also helps inform some of those thoughts and give me vocabulary to go, oh, I know this is God. Um, and as I'm, as I'm navigating those things, but like you would, it's not that you would never hear me use Scripture, but like I would tell you about the stories and the testimony of my life mm-hmm. and, and, and God's goodness in my life. And so to your point, it's fascinating to me. Um, it's almost to coin the phrase, right? Like uh, nobody cares what you think until they know how much you care. And so I can I can scream verses at you as much as I want. Sure. Um, but friends that I have that like have asked me questions about my faith when I tell them like what I went through mm-hmm. and where I am mm-hmm. and who I contribute that to and who I'm thankful for for that. Um, that has power and authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean, again, that the scriptures aren't full of wonderful stories and accounts of this, right? But I wasn't alive, despite what the kids at youth camp thought when it was written. And so, like, I tell 
I will tell you about how my life has been touched and what it what it has meant for me to like when Jesus said, come follow me, and I followed, right? And what that has looked like. That's that has power. That has authenticity. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. evangelism for me is is very much in that. Um but yeah, man, like like you're saying, like I, I hear the same exact stuff. It's like, well, I don't I don't know enough. <laughs> I'm like uh or conversely too, like you said, um, you hold them up and it's like, ooh, kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Do I which, want to listen to you? Which we know mm-hmm. from Evangelism 101, you can't be a jerk. Like, mm-hmm. don't be a jerk. Uh, but yeah, like, right? Like, in that authenticness, right, of like, uh, what, is, what is it, Gandhi? It's a quote from Gandhi. Who who said, I, I like your Jesus, but I don't like your Christians. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're not like your Christ. Right. Now, to be fair, Gandhi had a lot of issues, too. You know, pot, <laughs> kettle, black, okay? <gasps> did he just call out Gandhi? Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> but in that, right, like, it's, it's, you know, there's some hypocrisy there, but in that, um, but that's one of the litmus tests. So if mm-hmm. you are a person who's mm-hmm. interested in living out the tenets of your faith, which include evangelism, boo, the dirty word, right? Living that out authentically yeah, is a, is a very important part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, and I would argue, I think it's very difficult to live it out authentically if you're constantly terrified of messing it up. Well, of course, but I mean, I, I don't understand the terror, you know, <laughs> because God is is a God of love and forgiveness. So if you really know God, what are you scared of? It, really, um, I I think that God knows our hearts better than we do, mm-hmm. knows the place where we're coming from and and what our intent is and in, in everything that we do. And if that intent is pure, mm-hmm. if that intent is uh, uh, to to put ourselves aside and put God first in, mm-hmm. in whatever that means in the situation, then God's going to see that. And even if you screw something up, um, I don't think you've screwed up more than God can can fix. And God has given us kind of the roadmap out of mm-hmm. you know those those predicaments, so to speak. I mean, we're taught to be humble. <laughs> we're taught to uh, ask for forgiveness. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and if we're the one who's been hurt in the process, we're taught how to forgive um because we've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um so even when we find ourselves in those uh, unexpected kind of situations, we kind of we've been given the roadmap out and the the godly way to make up mm-hmm. and to find our way back into kind of positive grounds. And sometimes even doing that is a witness uh, to folks that that you're trying to live differently, if you simply apologize, um, and and admit that what you've done is wrong, I had a I had a friend of mine, um, big uh, he's a big movie buff. Um, I'm gonna send him this podcast and go. This part was about you, man, and he's gonna be like, <laughs> oh no, you totally butchered what I said, probably. Um, but he he would he jokes with me. He's like Kelly. There's like essentially five types of stories, and they're just retold all the time, right? But one of the things that I always think is fascinating, right, is something that people seem to aspire to or like, right, is like the sacrificial story. It's the story of a person who like triumphs over something or goes through struggle or is good to people. Like there's 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 some like, those stories we all want a happy ending, right? Mm-hmm. Like and um and it's fascinating to me how like that's so ingrained into people. 
right? That you would, um, that you would forgive other people or that you would be forgiven or that you would work through conflict, um, to stay connected and, and these other things. And it's, um, I don't know, like, like you're saying it's, it's, we see the blueprint, right? And we know, maybe we know that that's the way out, right? But it's, um, it's just fascinating to me how, uh, how difficult that can be sometimes. Um, and how much we struggle with um, being known and being vulnerable and being hurt and how to like reconcile those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he would joke. He'd be like, Kelly, there's like, there's only like this many and they all borrow things from each other and blah, 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 blah. And, he, and it, I, I think he's kind of right. Um, but it's funny how, like uh, I'm thinking of a movie right now and people, if you haven't seen this, forgive me, but you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is this fantastic movie about healing and restoration and conflict and camaraderie and like people coming together and like through very difficult circumstance, like come together and work through their differences for mm-hmm. a common, for a greater good. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is just, and the movie made millions, right? Like it just, it, it did so well. And, uh, and it's, and yet like when it comes to, it's fun to watch it over there, but then it's like, Oh, I need to do that. Like I, I there's a part of me that wants to do that. I'm like, nah, I, I like if I gotta if I gotta walk that out, I'd rather die. Um, but I, I, you know, it's it's fascinating how um, how we get tricked, right, mm-hmm. or how we believe differently. And, and something you said before too, I think that was really potent, was um, really knowing God. Um, and not to, I'm not sitting on a box here. I'm not elevated. <laughs> I'm not like soapbox, right? Um, but oftentimes when I see evangelism go really wrong, as I get to know people, and not really wrong, that's the wrong way to say that, but people struggle or there's difficulty. That's a better word, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to edit that other part out. Not <laughs> just kidding. We'll do it live. Uh, no, but but in that, right, um, when uh, the, the, the fruit is difficult or it's it's not super good mm-hmm. um the answer to that question is normally uh cloudy like how do you know god mm-hmm. who's god to you mm-hmm. and the god they know is one that's very angry um waiting for them to mess up does not accept them as they are mm-hmm. um or it's been confused as like there's a lot of self-rejection there and in turn, it's fascinating because it gets taken out of other people. Uh, so evangelism becomes, you know, if the God you know is not a God of love. Yeah. You, you, you don't have really anything to share if, if God is not a God of, of love. But if you do evangelism and you come, you come to somebody and you listen to what they're saying, I mean, really listen to them. Um, and connect with them in that way and be an equal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, and that becomes the open door then um, to, to really sharing how God has touched your life. And if it can be something similar to what they're going through after you've listened to hear what they're going through, then that's the powerful moment of, of connection. Mm-hmm. And 
And I use, I, you know, I, I use the word powerful moment. I don't, th- I don't want people to think that these have to be, you know, great stories, <laughs> you know, in, in it's the not Guardians of the Galaxy. It's, it's not, fine. It's, 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 it doesn't have to be that grand. It could be something as simple as I, I realized that God loved me. I realized that, that this connection that we have mm-hmm. is so important. Right. Um, it could be something, you know, in those lines, not, you know, that, you know, somebody fell off a tower and, you know, lived or any of those kind of things, um, storytelling wise, but it could mm-hmm. be that everyday kind of life kind of stuff. Um, you know, maybe evangelism is seeing the same person at the grocery store every other day and just treating them as an equal, as a human, as if they were created by God. And you know what they were, um, just like I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but treating them as equal and not as somebody who's inferior uh, because, you know, for whatever reasons you, you might think that. But that's that's where evangelism comes from. So you, you, you're making that that statement of, you know, we're we're the same in, in the same position. We're, we're on this earth uh, doing our thing uh, and our thing doesn't make us more or less, um, you know, important than anybody else. And we all have kind of stuff that we go through, and there's a lot of overlap in in what that stuff is. Yeah. Um, and and God kind of meets us in those moments, and so that's really kind of the the secret. If if there's a secret to evangelism, and getting to a point of sharing our stories is that, um, you know, I, I love the the description of one beggar telling another beggar where the bread can be found. Um. I love that, you know, uh, kind of description of evangelism. It's just being equal and being humble and, and you know, sharing all that God has given us, our the experiences, yeah. our, uh, you know, all the resources, all of the stuff that we have, and then recognizing that other people have, have blessings as well uh, that they can share with us. Right. Uh, and just being being on that equal footing every day is is really the best witness I think we can have. Yeah, I I love what you're saying there about like people being equal. I think that's something that, you know, I've experienced in in circles, right, where um the motivation for evangelism is because a person is lacking. Mm-hmm. Now, w- we can do some gymnastics there and get to like, oh, we want you to believe in Jesus. Yes. 100%. Like mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh-huh. Yes, please. We would like that. Yes, we would. Um, but the idea that a person is lesser, um, a place where I see this kind of creep into is, I'm going to step in it for a sec, is you know, moral superiority. That's a, that's a tough one, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like we go to people and we go, well, you're missing something and I have what you need. And I'll go... Sounds like a salesperson that I want to <laughs> hang out with. Um, and and it gets confused mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, Jesus is like, no, they need to know. Go into all the mm-hmm. earth and share the good news mm-hmm. and teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. So I don't be a jerk. <laughs> but I go, but I go, okay, so like you might not know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but what you're talking about, I think, is so brilliant in that the way you're approaching people is they have the same inherent worth and value that you do, whether they believe or not. And if we come to people 
and the offering we're giving is one of love and service and and humility, right? Because that's our posture. Um, I th- I think evangelism then goes well. It's mm-hmm. no longer the dirty word right, because, right. but when you if you approach people from the perspective of, um. It's a word I use all the time, like assimilation, because it just sounds so bad, and I love saying it. Um, it's probably not even applicable here, but when we when we like, you know, try to manipulate people or assimilate them, and we go like, "Well, you should be exactly like me," and da 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 da, like it's not effective because it's not um, it's not out of love, um, and it's not out of humility, and it's not considering that the other person has value. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why Jesus, to me, still. Mm-hmm being a believer for as long as I've been now is so puzzling to me. You know, Jesus is God and serves people because he wants to. And I'm like, because he loves us. And I'm like, but why? And Mm -hmm. Jesus is like, because I do. And I'm like, but why? And Jesus is like, because I do. And I'm like, but that's not good enough for me. You got to give me more. There's got to be some qualification here, right? And Jesus is like, the qualification is because I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when you think about evangelism, right? Well, well, yeah. that's what you're describing is grace. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that, that has no kind of logical, you know, backing. It just is, because God says so. Mm-hmm. And and so when you get into this, you know, people are are they matter and they're equal. And I think a place where I see the separation too is um uh we get so scared that a bad apple in the barrel is gonna corrupt all the apples, and I'm like, but Jesus hung out with all the bananas. So like, you know, like I Wait, wait, is that a mixed metaphor? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the whole work? point. How does it's that the work? whole point. Like everybody's <laughs> like, are you at apples? And Jesus is like, let's go hang out with these bananas. Um, but in that, right, like I'm like, Jesus is labeled a drunkard and a partier and like hangs out with all the like the <clears throat> not so savory types of society. And I'm not saying like go hang out with all the not so savory types to get your party on. That's not what I'm getting at, but like. But in that, um, and this is something that I was aware of early on, was that there was already these kind of preconceived pre-qualifications mm-hmm. that we would go through of who mm-hmm. we would associate with. Mm-hmm. Because if I was hanging out with the bad crowd, then I would be labeled the bad crowd, and then I would be corrupted by the bad crowd. And I'm like, and and now I'm like, but that's backwards. And they weren't, and Jesus, and here's the other thing too, to finalize the point, because I want to hear what you have on that too, is Jesus doesn't call them the bad crowd. We do. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, Zacchaeus, we're hanging out at your place tonight. Invite all your tax collector friends. I'm like, and Judas is probably like, so we can kill them? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> sorry, Judas was his own. It's a whole different thing. That's a, that's a podcast for another day. But in that, right, like, so even those labels that I'm reading into the text or or those labels that I read into situations in my life, you know, you see somebody who's fits whatever description I have a pre-thing on, mm-hmm. we're already pre-qualifying mm-hmm. as opposed to coming into those situations where they have inherent worth and value because that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And I will love you and I will treat you well because that's how 
that's how it is. That's how it right. should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd love to hear what you think. All of that's true. <laughs> on, on everything I just went. <laughs> All of that's true. No, it's it's. Uh, Jesus talks so often about being humble. Um, and that's kind of the the uh, antidote to pride. You know, pride is the labeled as one of the seven deadly sins, but it's really behind all of them. Um, if yeah. you ever really Ego. look at those, it's it's that that pride that says we're better than anybody else. Um, and when Jesus is talking about humility, he's really talking about putting that stuff aside and seeing one another as the as equal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we're not doing that, then we're kind of missing a big part of what Jesus teaches. We're missing a big part of the gospel mm-hmm. in that we're all worthy of grace. We're all worthy of love. You know, love your neighbor and love your enemy um, are the drumbeats of the teaching of, of Christ. They, they can only be rooted in humility. They can only be rooted there. Um, and grace only flourishes there. Um, and so if we got that wrong, I mean, we've, we've built a poor foundation to build everything else. Upon. Well, we've, we've inserted <laughs> our own stuff into yeah, said foundation. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. You know, I, I'm remembering now there's something you said in the sermon on Sunday about like childlike faith. And I was thinking about my son and how, s- so Kelly is without me disparaging him and making him sound like he's like a simple person. He's not, he's a complex being with complicated emotions if you don't believe me, just listen to his jokes. And you're like, wait, that's a joke. Like, anyway, so he's wonderful. And some of his jokes are great. Um, but his understanding of like how he should treat people and how people should treat him is ironclad. It's like, we treat people well because Jesus loves them. Period. And that's it. That's like the end of it. Right. And he's like, and then himself too, he's like, I should be treated well because Jesus loves me. And like, it's weird as we get older, <laughs> you know, double knuckle over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it starts to get more complex. I was thinking about, you know, people I've talked to and uh, they're like, I love the word, the scriptures. I'm like, uh-huh. And then there's like qualifications attached to everything. Yeah. It's like, Jesus says, love your neighbor. And then some, some person in the crowd's like, well, who's my neighbor? And Jesus is like, uh, everybody, <laughs> everybody is your neighbor, mm-hmm. your enemy, your friend, your family, everybody's your neighbor. How's that sound? Okay. You get, you get now, you got it. Like, right. And, and so it's this, when we think about children, you know, and some would say like, it's cause they haven't been hurt yet. My son's been hurt before. Um, I really like, I admire that in my boy. Uh, and I admire that and other believers I've met who just mm-hmm. like that comes very that just it's not that it comes naturally to them. I guess they're just they're good at living in that state. They're good at living in that like kind of level of connectedness with God where they're very aware of like, no, 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 this is the posture I need to have. Right. Well, and and there's practice to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear, um, you know, and some of the shootings that have happened in different places mm-hmm. and you hear of somebody who's lost their loved one in that shooting forgive the one who took their life. Mm -hmm. That's not the first time they're forgiving. Right. You know, they have been brought up in a culture of forgiveness. They have practiced forgiveness. They have lived forgiveness. 
And so when it comes to even these, these huge uh, catastrophes, mm-hmm. them being able to say, you know, continue to be true to their life of forgiveness and forgive. Um, that's not because that came in that moment. It's because they've lived that culture. Um, and they become then the witness um, to the world of what the power of Jesus Christ can do. Mm-hmm. And, and what the power of God living in our lives are because they're not bound up in that stuff that makes us mad at other people because they have forgiveness mm. that has enabled them to find peace um, in a way that only Christ can give. It's, it's completely crazy to the rest of the world. Uh, it's inconceivable to the rest of the world. And so it becomes that witness of grace that attracts others. Right. Um, which in itself is, you know, sharing your faith, you know, we can use the word evangelism mm-hmm. uh, in doing that. Um, but it's because they've been authentic. There's that word again, mm-hmm. um, to who Christ has been to them. And then they have been living that out even so that even when those, those horrible moments come, they continue to live that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for closing, closing thought for me, um, I think um, part of my hope is, is that, you know, people don't have to get to like some catastrophic life event mm-hmm. to to be encouraged to start to live into that space and build up, you know, that resiliency and, and that dependence on God. Because um, I think that's, you know, you know, in final and conclusion, you know, it's um, it's the opposite of ego, right? It's the it's reliance on God that gives us access to those things. Um, you cannot conjure up authenticity. You cannot conjure up authentic evangelism. You cannot conjure up, you know, the, the insert whatever we've been talking about, right? Like that's not, um, that's not something that I can magically just make occur. Mm-hmm. Right? This humility we're talking about is one that's in submission to Christ, Christ's example. And as we're following Christ, the hope is that we begin to emulate Christ and in that we depend on we depend on God to help us live that out. And so, um, you know, my hope for those of you who are listening to this, and myself included, and you know, Dave, as we're navigating this next week, right, and we have opportunities to evangelize um, and to share with people that we're a believer in Jesus, whether that's straight up telling them we're a Christian, or they're asking us like questions, like whatever that those situations are, may we may we live in humility of our creator and also in love and servitude of others that we would, that we would honor that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, be like my kid. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I want us all to get, and this was my prayer um, as my sermon ended um, on Sunday was that everybody who heard any piece of this series would get an opportunity over the next year to share their story with somebody mm. and like that, that kind of equal time, the time when, you know, we were equals. Uh, you know, I use the, the graphic of the campfire um, as the theme graphic, you know, meeting around a campfire and being able to share your story or at mm-hmm. a, at the coffee shop or uh, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. Uh, having that opportunity um, to, to share those blessings Mm. Um, when I hear those stories, I feel like I'm blessed. So I just hope that everybody gets a chance to, to share that blessing with, with others. Um, and then to receive 
those blessings from them as that hopefully that relationship then grows and deepens and you know all of all of those things that only come through the power of the spirit as you right. know as it's working between us um that's that's the heart of this of really this series is to see that uh, evangelism doesn't have to be negative it doesn't have to be hard it doesn't have to be any of those things uh the, it just has to come from your heart and in, in knowing how God has blessed you and wanting to share that with others. Mm. Amen, brother. Amen. And pray us out. All right, let's pray. Oh, gracious God, I, I pray that uh, um, we all get opportunities to share our story, that we all get the opportunity to share how you have touched our lives in very meaningful ways. Lord, help us as we do this to share grace and to meet others as equals and to move together to form a community based on you. Oh, Lord, all of these things we pray today in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. This is Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And we're signing off. We'll see you next yeah. week. Bye-bye. Bye.